Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hagen here, Amazing Business Radio. We're back, and today we have a really special guest because not only is he a brilliant, brilliant marketer, and actually I would call him a bit of a contrarian or non-traditional marketer and brander, but he's also a good buddy of mine. I'll tell you more about that and how we met in a little while, but his name is Steve Miller. He is known as the idea man for his non-traditional approach to marketing and branding. He's like me, a professional speaker. He's an author. And he's got this great company called The Adventure. Uh, I remember meeting or knowing about Steve for his consulting with clients, uh, primarily in the trade show industry and the association industry. And he's a rock star in that. And he helps these companies and these organizations create amazing programs for their customers. And these trade shows and association events have grown and grown and grown. And he doesn't, he doesn't have clients, and his clients don't think of him as a vendor he has partners. They are truly partners because I know some of his partners, if you will, clients, have been with him for probably close to 20-plus years. And one of the other cool things is many people talk about doing a TEDx conference. Well, this guy's done the TED conference, the big one. So, Steve, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. This is going to be an amazing show today. Yeah, Skip. I, uh, Skip. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> <laughs> You know, so you could tell I'm everybody listening, excited. we're going to have fun here. We're going to have a little bit I'm of fun. I'm very excited to be here talking with one of my best friends and uh, uh, talking and obviously talking about a subject that, 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 you know, that I love, marketing, which connects very closely to a subject that you love, which is customer service, at least if you do marketing right. Right. It's all about the experience. But we didn't mention in the introduction the most important thing that you do. Thank you. And that is that you are an incredible dad to Kelly. Well, I, you know, and, and part of my title is I'm, I'm Kelly's dad. And, of course, you've grown up, you know, or I should say she's grown up with you as a friend and loves to call you uh, Mr. Magic and, you know. Yeah, we've had fun. We've had a great we've time. We've had a great time. We've had a great time. Yep. So I just got to tell everybody listening a really cool story and that I knew who you were and we hung out a little bit at the uh, NSA meetings, which are the National Speakers Association meetings, not like NSA security meetings those those are the people that listen we're the people that talk right national speakers i often i often often say that when we when we go to the national speakers association convention you know it's two thousand speakers and no listeners so you know that makes it a little bit confusing hard to get a word in edgewise so one day uh a bunch of us speakers got together before one of the big conferences we said let's have a golf trip and I somehow ended up rooming with you in a really nice condo, by the way, beautiful. And and we had a blast. I remember it was down in Orlando. And I remember saying to you, so do you play a lot of golf? And you go, yeah, I play occasionally. Like like how often? Well, I used to play every day. I go, every day? Yeah, every day. So I guess you're pretty good? Yeah, I guess you could say that. I go, like, like how good? What's your handicap? You said, I played in the U.S. Open. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Steve Miller, professional golfer, not just amazing marketer. Would that be a safe bet? Oh, safe bet? Not okay. today. Not today, no. No, not a, not an amazing <laughs> golfer, amazing marketer, you know, and now I'm a hack. So, yeah, but, you know, yeah. I'd still put you on my team any day. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. But that was yeah. fun. We had a great time. All right, let's get into yeah. it, man. We're going to talk about your sure. philosophy in marketing. So how do you define marketing? Um, you know, I have a pretty simple definition for, for marketing. I, I just sort of look at marketing as being uh, sales without the face-to-face. Um, you know, Peter Drucker, the, you know, the famous uh, management guru, uh, he used to say that, that good marketing makes sales superfluous. That's a big and, word, superfluous. Yeah, su- superfluous, right. And, uh, you know, and I, I thought about that for a long time, and I, I realized, really, yeah, what, he, what he's talking about is that, you know, if, you can't always be face-to-face. And so the idea is that, you know, can you, can you create a, a relationship with the exact right target market uh, and create a connection with the exact right target market uh, that, that in, in, in a perfect world, you can actually culminate you know, and develop develop a relationship literally to sign, you know, to to the bottom line, to where they sign on the bottom line, without ever being face to face, and um, and sometimes it's even without even talking on the phone. It's it's just a question of what you know, being able to use any tool that is available out there for you uh, to and have the have the knowledge to be able to use uh, all these tools to drive to an end result, which uh, ultimately for those of us in business is to create a new customer right. and, and keep a new customer. And so marketing is, is, is all of that. It's, it's, it's all of that without the, face to, without the face-to-face. Now, I certainly don't think, uh, uh, I, I don't think that there's always the ability to get to that point, you know, with, where, without face-to-face. I think for a lot of businesses, face-to-face becomes, you know, is a necessary part of, so, of their business. But you use the marketing to drive it as far down the road as possible. Right. And I think the old definition of marketing might be marketing is what got them in the door. Sales is what make, you know, gets the signed contract, if you will, or gets the transaction. And I hate that word right. transaction, but gets that to take place. And service is what keeps them coming back. But at the end of the day, they say customer service is the new marketing. I believe marketing is anything that positively impacts the future business that a customer will do with you. Absolutely. That's tweetable. That is, exact, that That's is exactly tweetable. right. Yeah. I've yeah. never said it quite that way before. So. That was, I'm, I'm writing it down right now as, as, as we speak. So. And, and you'll probably say, like I said on Shep's as, radio show, that's right. <laughs> no. I own it. But, but it, that's really what it is. And, I mean, I think branding is that promise that you make to them. It's like we're going to commit to doing this for you. When you do business with us, this is what it's going to feel like. This is what's going to happen. And I think marketing kind of encompasses everything. And, and you call yourself the non-traditionalist when it comes to marketing and branding. Can you give right. me a little background on why you feel that, that you really hit a non-traditional approach? Well, because uh, well, like you, you know, you just used the, you just said uh, branding is the promise, right? Mm-hmm. And see, and that to me is uh, a, a very simple way of of what a very simple definition of what branding is. And you know, you get you, you talk to some of these branding experts, and you know, they they get into a huge discussion about branding awareness and. Uh, the brand value of a company and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, and then my question to them is always, so how does it drive sales? Well, then the answer is, well, ultimately it's going to drive sales and you might not be able to measure it and all that. And, and I'm like, well, I, you know, to me, marketing, branding, 
all of that if you can't if you can't measure it then then it then it's useless to you so uh so for me you know any type of marketing or branding effort number one has to be measurable uh there has to be a way to connect the dots between effort and results uh other than gut feel uh and uh and then in addition to that it's uh i don't i don't think marketing is magic you know sorry <laughs> but um but i but I do uh, because I do think that there is a step-by-step formula that you can take to be more successful in marketing. And my formula basically says that the vast majority of businesses out there are doing it backwards anyway. So that in itself makes me a contrarian. So, so businesses are making mistakes. Yes. And, and the, mistake, the, the big mistake when I say that they do it backwards is that the the vast majority of companies out there when I'm, you know, whether I'm speaking in front of an audience, you know, like, like you know, like you do and, 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 or working with a corporation on a, from, on a consulting perspective, most of them say to me, well, you know, I mean, you, you know, well, we're using, you know, email or we're, you know, we're really big time into social media and we're, and uh, we've, we've found that blogging and, and uh, YouTube are really, really powerful, uh, you know, for marketing. And I keep, and I keep saying to them that's backwards because those are not marketing strategies. Those are not def- those do- those are not defined as being uh, part of part of marketing. Those are tools. Tools, right? They're, they're they're the ends to a mean or the means yeah. to an end. Excuse me. Yeah. There, like there, you said, and, some of us do it backwards. There you go. Yeah, yeah and people get wrapped <laughs> up in that. Mm-hmm. They go, I, you know, they go, uh, you know, well, we're working on our calendar right now, and we're going to do, you know, email blast, and then we're going to do this, and, all that. and I go, yeah, but. There, there are two very important questions that need to be answered before you even get to the tool. And the, you know, the first question is, you know, who is your market? <clears throat> you know, and you've heard me uh, talk about the, you know, what I what I call, you know, how to hunt moose. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the story that I use. Right? Well, and how, sure, how do you, you, hunt- get, you got a short version of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you, you know, I ask a, you know, I'll, I'll ask an audience or or a client, how do you hunt moose? And you know, the answer is, okay, well, you don't go to Florida to hunt moose. You go to Canada, right, to hunt moose. you right. got to go where the moose are. Or you got to find some, some way to connect with the moose where there's a lot. It, it's efficient and effective to communicate with a lot of them. Um, <clears throat> number two is, uh, uh, you know, you need to find some kind of moose bait, right? Or, or actually, I think a better way of saying it now is, is think of dog whistle language. Mm-hmm. You blow a dog whistle. That's a perfect marketing plan because the whistle is only heard by dogs. It's not heard by anybody else, you know, and, and it attracts them. So that's like moose bait. So uh, how need, about, how about the uh, cat that, that eats the cheese? That's right. The cat that eats the cheese outside the mouse door with bated breath. You know, that's, that's, that's mouse bait, very close to moose bait, you know, <laughs> and uh, because the mouse is looking for that cheese. You know, the cat's not going to sit out there eating ding-dong, hostess ding-dong. Because the, the mouse doesn't care, uh, so uh, so essentially that's what I mean. Is, is that I, if I have to answer the, I have to know who my market is first. I have to know who my moose are. I'm not hunting birds, snakes, fish, bears. Any, I'm hunting moose. That's all I care about. So I, and, and I'll put it in, in back in your career when you played in the U.S. Open. You played as a professional golfer, and we watched these golf matches on TV. These commercials pop up, and Sometimes I'll look over at whomever I'm sitting with, and I'll say, did you see that commercial? Yeah. Do you know what that company does? 
have no idea. And I don't know how much that commercial costs, but it was it was a lot of money. It wasn't like a few dollars or a few hundred or a few thousand. It was probably a couple hundred thousand, prime time, Sunday afternoon, U.S. Open. Maybe it's a half a million dollars. And I can't tell you what that company does because of this institutional advertising or marketing idea that they have. Let's just let people know who we are. But it's not what we do, which goes to another idea that if I were going to place an ad somewhere and I wanted to get the most exposure, do I want to place it in the USA Today where everybody in the world sees it? Or do I want to go to the industry publication and place a full-page ad there where people, almost everybody reading that publication is my audience, right? Is your moose. That's my exactly, moose. Exactly right. There's a there's a there's a uh, old story about Mark McCormick who was – I know, you know Mark. Agent, you know, agent to the to superstar athletes. Primarily mm-hmm. started with Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicklaus, and those guys. Um, but he also branched out into other sports. And there was uh, the the story about him. He was trying to sell the sponsorship of Wimbledon, the Wimbledon Tennis Championships, to the CEO of Rolex Watch. And the CEO said to him, uh, "Why would I advertise on something?" like that it doesn't have that big of an audience the only people who watch tennis are people who wait wear rolex watches exactly (laughs) and then he goes oh wait a minute i get it (laughs) that's perfect And well, that's hey, how they got Rolex to sponsor the Wimbledon. I think that's a great story, and that's why every time you see an Arnold Palmer picture, he's got a beautiful Rolex on his, uh, on his arm. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Rolex, more about Moose, and maybe about, about some of the other mistakes that marketers make uh, when they try to uh, ineffectively market, doing it backwards. Don't go, don't go away. Yeah, so don't go away. We're talking with Steve Miller, the man, the guy that is part of the adventure my name's Chef Hyken. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. Doesn't everyone love Disney? I know I do. And I also love a great book. And Lessons from the Mouse by Dennis Snow is an excellent book. Dennis shares 10 practical principles from Disney and entertains as he educates. So check out Dennis Snow's book on Amazon.com. Once again, it's titled Lessons from the Mouse, a guide for applying Disney World's secrets of success to your organization, your career, and your life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio with my buddy Steve Miller, the Idea Man. And uh, we talked about how uh, Mark McCormick, who, by the way, wrote an incredible book. And I have to credit this book is one of the reasons that I am successful. There's really two books and a set of cassette tapes that I started with at the beginning of my business. One, uh, the cassette tapes. And by the way, there are young, some young millennials out there. They're going, what's a cassette tape? Cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's Don't like even get me started on eight track. I know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, was eight track before or after cassettes. Oh, way before. Yeah, I think it was before. That's right. I have a few yep. of those, but no, uh, they're the MP3s <laughs> that you download <laughs> today. Uh, CDs. So cassette tape was Zig Ziglar. See you at the top. Yep. 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 A great sales book by Tom um, Tom Hopkins called I think How to Master the Art of Selling. And the third book was What They Didn't Teach You at Harvard Business School by Mark McCormick. I still have that book. I have that book. And because of that book, 
my, uh, I, I would say the third client that I landed as a professional speaker was General Motors. And right. I used techniques directly from that book to get that client. And uh, I think Mark passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, a couple years ago. Yeah, because I would love to share with him that he was the beginning of what turned out to be a 50-engagement contract for six years. Uh, nice. All because of ideas that Mark gave me. So that guy's a smart, smart dude. The book's probably still available, and you could probably pick it up at sure Amazon. It I'm, I'm going to have to read that again, I think. I know. It, it was it was great. All right, so Mark sells a Rolex to Wimbledon, uh, mm-hmm. but there are other mistakes that marketers make. I mean, the fact that the head of Rolex couldn't figure out that people who play tennis, wait a minute, country clubs. <laughs> you know, It's not like they're going out playing Frisbee golf. They're playing golf. On, right. and, and not that Frisbee golf isn't my, my kid plays Frisbee golf, and he loves it, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, a country club golf course is not where you're going to see a bunch of kids playing Frisbee. No, no. And they're not going to be wearing Rolex. Not, not, not in the park at the yeah. Frisbee yeah. Uh, golf course. But yeah. Uh, yeah. at that country club just down the street, you'll probably find a few Rolexes, a few Ferraris, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe mm-hmm. some other nice cars. So what yeah. other mistakes do businesses make when they're marketing? Well, besides the one that I said where they, they tend to go at things backwards, uh, you know, there's a couple of other really big mistakes. Number, the second biggest mistake is, is they, look to the comp- they look at their competition to see to get new ideas, um, and that's ridiculous. You know, and, and, but that's a, that's a heuristic. You know, we, we tend to uh, hang around with people who are uh, you know, in the same industry as we are. We go to the same trade shows, the same conferences. We read the same magazines, all that sort of stuff. And so we, we limit our new thinking into, oh, what is, what is our competition doing? And so we tend to there, – there tends to be kind of this strategic orthodoxy in, uh, among uh, competitors where they all kind of look at each other. So like, like, if, you see, like if a hotel, uh, you know, puts in <laughs> a heavenly bed – Oh, another hotel has to put in, oh, a, a sleep number bed or ah, something like that. They're trying know? to keep or, up or, with the Joneses. Well, and they and they say, well, we'll do that, but we'll do it better. And and I think that's not a bad idea. I mean, that that's to me, that's not copying if they're truly, you know, I talk about, you know, benchmarking with your competition doesn't mean you copy your competition. It's what is your competition doing that you might want to do, but what can you do to make it different, better, and make it your own? I, yeah, and I totally agree that you need to you need to understand what the competition is doing because you you need to look at what is the minimum level that is currently the benchmark, right? Uh, that you need to deliver. And if somebody's delivering something that you feel you can do better, that's fine. The only problem with better is that better is always copyable. Exactly. Or better better is always always uh, easy to beat, right? So the idea is that you want to be not just different. You want to be uniquely different, or the word, as you know, that I use is uncopyable. uncopyable. My objective is to be known for something that is really, really hard to copy, and that way I'm the only one who can deliver it to them. And you know, and if people can de- de- develop an experience, you know, whether it's a customer, uh, a, a customer experience, a level of experience, or a, a certain type of experience that they're going to get from you that they can't get anywhere else, well, then it's kind of like putting the golden handcuffs right. you know, and, on, and on back, your customers. Right, and back to your hotel example, that's the perfect example because, I mean, whether it's a sleep number bed or whether it's the heavenly bed, years and years ago, I, I, I call it the amenity wars. 
And actually, I, yeah. I, I give credit to, I think Phil Wexler may have mentioned it first, but here's how I interpret it. Um, hotel decides, hey, let's do something special for our customers or our guests. Let's, right. let's give them a newspaper. Uh, yeah. And then the hotel down the street says, hey, they're giving newspapers down there. Well, that's not so big of a deal. I'll get newspapers for my guests. And then uh, the hotel says, let's put a piece of chocolate on top of the pillow, like a chocolate mint. Uh, the other right. hotel, oh, that's a great idea. And all that happened is the amenity wars. They just kind of copy each other. But at the end of the day, there's one thing that they can't copy. And that is, and you've already used the word, that's the experience that you create experience. for them. Right. Yeah. So that's the customer service. That's, you know, and, and customer service can be your best marketing because what happens when people leave a hotel that met their expectations physically as far as great hotel, nice rooms, you know, comfortable bed, mint on the pillow, maybe a fluffy towel. What do they talk about then beyond that? They talk about the people, don't they? Right. And they go right. out and they tell their friends. And is that marketing? Of course it is. And I, in fact, I'll tell you how I define Number one, I say the experience is the marketing. Okay. You know, what is the number one reason why people do business with a, with a company? What's the number one reason? You know the answer to it? Uh, they, the trust, confidence. You're really close. You're really close. The number one reason why people do business with a business is because they've done business with them before. Okay. And trust you know, comes and, from and a repeatable, wa- predictable experience. Yeah, or I like to say that, that, you know, the experience is the marketing. It's your number one marketing tool. And a richly imprinted experience wants to be repeated. It wants to be remembered. And it wants to be referred. Mm, I like it. So I know, you're going to take that. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it you're down writing because it down. I'm going to tweet it out and give you credit. Gonna be in your, gonna be in your next speech. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and the first yeah, time no, I'm gonna say it is, yeah, I, I interviewed Steve Miller on Amazing <laughs> right, Business Radio, yeah, and here's yeah. what he said: yeah. the second yeah. time is one of the guests on our show. The third time, right. I heard this from someone, and the fourth time, That's here's right. something I want to share with you. <laughs> no, it won't yeah, happen. And the fifth time is, as I always say, exactly. No, it's not gonna yeah. happen that way. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so are there any other mistakes? Let's do one more mistake. If you got one, then we're going to take another break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some other really important ideas that will take your business to another level. Another okay, idea, real, another mistake. Yeah, real quick, I'm going to say that marketing and branding, and I'm going to say that, and you probably will agree with this, that in a lot of cases, also customer service, those three come to go together, they are not treated as the top priorities in somebody's day-to-day, in their daily planning. So, uh, and why wouldn't they? What are they looking at that's more important than that? Operations. They think, like, people in the hotel business think they're in the hotel business. You know, they don't think they're in the marketing the hotel business. Yeah. How many beds or how many heads are in the beds? Heads, Heads and beds, right? Heads and beds. And every business, doesn't matter what industry you're in, you know, you don't make, you know, you don't make widgets. You market widgets. You know, making the widgets happens to be the, the, the product that you're delivering. But if you're not marketing it, well, you're not selling it. So, so and I can't believe how often I, 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 I say to somebody, show me, your, show me your to-do list for today. And marketing's not even on it. You know, marketing becomes, marketing and branding and even customer service, they become things that, that uh, happen when things are going wrong. 
Or, yeah, or when when there happens to be interaction, and I, ideally they're not going wrong, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, th- I think also they fall in the trap to say, well, we do that all the time. That's what we do every day. Well, then why isn't it on the to-do list? Why isn't it more purposeful? Right. Excellent. Yeah, exactly right. All right, like great ideas. We come back, we're going to talk about more uh, on branding, how to generate referrals through branding, and the best tools, which is a lot for the last segment. So we're going to have yes, a packed segment. Don't go away. We're talking to Steve Miller, the idea man. My name is Jeff Hyken. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with the idea man, Steve Miller. We've been talking about marketing, talking about branding, mistakes that companies make, great, uh, great ways to uh, enhance service, to separate yourselves from the pack, uh, doing things that are uniquely different, uncopyable, as Steve likes to say in the industry. Have we talked about all this? Wow. We talked about all that and more. How do we do it? How do we we do it? Volume. We got more. (laughs) We do have more. Volume. 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 So so one of the things I want to get to, because I had a list of ideas uh, in in our pre-show interview and the questions that we talked about. Uh, How does branding help generate referrals? I I told everybody we'd talk about that when we came back, and I want to talk about that and a few of the tools, which I think will probably take us to the end of the show. Well, I, I certainly hope so, but we're, I hope we get I hope we get to the end. Um, but well, branding, you know, it's interesting because um, referral marketing, uh, referrals are so important to almost every business out there, uh, and uh, and and I I've, I've even surveyed, and primarily I work in the B two B world, although I do have uh, a few B two C clients. Uh, that I, I do work with, but I did a survey a couple of years ago to about 5,000 of my followers on my, on my blog. And I said, uh, what percentage of your business do you get from referrals? The answer was 56% of their business. Uh, and I said, now, how many of you have formal referral marketing programs? 26% had formal referral marketing programs. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. If referrals are that important, why aren't we doing something about it? And the fact is, is that I think most people, when you think about referrals, the idea is that, oh, you get, a, you know, you you make a sale and you immediately say to that person, gee, who else do you know that I could talk to? You know, can you give me a list of your friends and your your family and your you know your your uh, peers and stuff like that? Uh, that I and I think that's very uncomfortable for most people. To, to ask that question. And in fact, I don't think that's the way to do it at all. Uh, to me, it's if you develop your brand, your promise, as you say, to uh, your, your client base and your customer base, and you, and you deliver on that promise. But one of the things that you want to look for, and this is actually going to be one of the tips that I would give as far as marketing tools goes, and that is that you look for anchors, triggers and anchors that are symbols that you can provide your customers. 
Uh, and so like in yours and my case, for example, a tremendous anchor is one of our books, right? Right. We give somebody a book, but I don't give people just one book. I give people like three books and I sign them and I say, hey, if you have a friend of yours who you think uh, might find this interesting, please give it to them. Right. Oh, as, that's as, pretty cool. As my gift. I'm stealing okay? that idea. You put it yeah, out here, should. and you want we us should. to do this. So, I and by the way, they're not Feeling three different genius. books. There are three of the Feeling. same books. Here's one for you, personally signed. Here's a right. couple others, just signed. Give them to That's a right. friend. Love Give it. Give them to a friend. Love it. And and you know, tell them that you know I'm I'm thrilled. You know, I hope they enjoy it. Stuff like that. Well, that's a that's a referral. That's an endorsed referral to them. And, you know, because they're, they're saying to them, hey, this guy's smart. I really like this guy. And he's consulting with me. And he gave me these books. Right. And so I look for anchors like that. You know, I look for like, uh, you know, I talked about, um, uh, you know, dog whistle language. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so as, as kind of a fun thing that I started doing recently with my clients was uh, I found uh, so I got some dog whistles. Uh, that happened to also be orange. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh, and I, but I have relabeled them moose whistles. So when I tell people my hunt, how to hunt for moose story, right? I say you need a moose whistle. So I got these, and I'm I'm giving these to my clients. Yeah, but I'm not giving them one. I'm giving them two, you know, two or three. And I'm saying number one, hang this. You know, hang this moose whistle in, in your office. Put it on your desk. Every time you look at it, you're reminding yourself moose whistle language. Moose whistle language, right? That's from so that so that you're embedding the marketing, uh, your branding in their heads. Mm-hmm. And then again, when the, somebody somebody might say, "What are you doing with that dog whistle on your desk?" Oh, hey, uh, you know, this guy Steve Miller gave this to me, and. You know, you know, maybe you'd like, maybe you should have one of these because it's a great marketing tool, marketing reminder. So, see, I look for things like that to use as tools for anchoring and triggering in my clients' minds, you know, to talk about me to their friends and talk about me to their peers. And, to, and, and most of the time they end up talking about me with uh, people who end up hiring me. That's outstanding. So, so it's a little, you know, it's, it's it's a different way of approaching it, but I'm using branding to do that. So, you know, I mentioned orange, right? And this, you know, these are the couple of the tools that I'm talking about, too, is, is you know, color, to me, is a great tool for, for a great branding tool. Uh, um, you know, you know that my color is orange. And so when I'm speaking or consulting or, or even if I'm just, in, you know, in business meetings with people, I always have an orange shirt on. Uh, I'm, I, everything I have, I try to get orange. And I look for orange things that I can give my clients, you know, like the orange, you know, moose whistle. Um, I recently sent all of my clients orange sunglasses. Uh, and orange coffee mugs, and and all I'm trying to do is, is, and I embed in their minds along with that, I send messages that say, when you look at orange, no matter where you are, every time you look at the color orange, I want you to think that reminds you to be uncopyable. And, uh, um, you know, and of course, it also reminds them of me. Yeah, I think that's beautiful because... People are tied up with the uh, whole concept of let's buy a bunch of what you know people refer to as trinkets and trash giveaways, and uh, this is a great one. I was just at a conference, Martech, 
marketing and technology. When marketing and technology collide, you get MarTech. And mm-hmm. one of the yes. speakers said, you know, I, I've seen some, and this is, goes back to, you know, earlier we were talking about mistakes. He says, there are some great, great exhibits in the trade show. You need to stop by and drop your business card in all the exhibits that are giving away a drone. By the way, these people haven't figured out that all those business cards in the fishbowl, those people don't even care one iota about the company. They care about the drone. The drone. What a waste of time and money. Yeah. But yeah. unless you're a yeah. drone business trying to sell <laughs> drones. <laughs> That's right. That's you know, right. But, but think about it. The, the one that gives away the item that is representative of their brand, be it the color, be it, and, and there's a theme. And I think that's the thing. Everything you do, while by itself a moose whistle's cute, but when you've got the orange moose whistle, whistle tied to something else you give them that's orange, tied to something else that you give them that's orange, orange. you know, it, all of a sudden this all comes together. And I think you said it best when we were talking just about referrals when you said, do you have a system? It's not just a, hey, if you like me, can you give me somebody's name? No, there's something very deliberate about what you're doing. Right, right, exactly right. And when somebody sends me a referral, I always send them a gift. And I don't care if the referral turns into a client or not. Hmm. Uh, And I also also talk about them uh, to my other clients. You know, I'll say, uh, you know, I'll, you know, I have like a newsletter that just goes to my clients. And it's just a little Steve talking and stuff like that. And, of course, it arrives in an orange envelope, right? And, and uh, you know, when they open it and they're out, I, if somebody has referred some, uh, something, somebody to me in the last 30 days, I'll mention them. So I'm giving them recognition, too. That's another thing that's really huge. But it's part, it's part of the, the process you're talking about, you know, that you have a process for, for doing this. And if you don't, then you're just uh, shooting in the dark. So, And you just mentioned something else. Your newsletter is sent in an envelope. I bet it has a stamp on it, too. Yes, it does. Boy, is that an archaic, antique idea that's all of a sudden brand new again. (laughs) And I'm antique. No, you're cutting edge. You're sending out mail. Yeah, mail is, oh, my gosh. If you're not using mail, you're, I'm sorry, I I shouldn't say this, but you're an idiot. Okay, so I will say, <laughs> let's, let's put this in perspective. If you're sending your top 100 clients a newsletter that you send to the other 50,000 clients that you have via email, then maybe right. you're an idiot. Do something special for those yes. special clients that you have. Because I'll bet you don't send out thousands and thousands of newsletters. You send out how many? A couple hundred. Yeah, and those are to your top people, which is a great idea. You know, we're running out of time. We can go on and on. One final idea. If there's something you want to reemphasize, if there's something you want to – is that a real word, reemphasize? How about this? Like if you something you want to emphasize or if there's something new you want to share with us, the one big takeaway, what's the final thought from Steve Miller? The final thought would be um, you need to separate yourself from the competition. And the single best way to do that is look at what everybody else is doing and don't do it. I love it. Look what everyone else is doing. And don't do it. This has been great. Steve, if we want to find out more about you, we go to theadventure.com. Dot com. Go. And if you go to theadventure.com, uh-huh. uh, and what I would suggest is, is go to theadventure.com, and on the right side of the, the page, uh, there is a, uh, a button for a free uh, white paper on speed branding. 
Three Steps to Speed Branding. And your books available on Amazon? Amazon, Amazon Amazon.com. More uh, other ones coming out in a few months. What's it called? Right now, the working title is uh, The Uncopyable Advantage. I'm going to buy one. Can I be the first to buy one? Yes. You can be the first one to buy one. All right. After I I give all my clients three copies. (laughs) There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because we have people like Steve Miller in the house sharing wit and wisdom. Not just wisdom, but also wit. You're a very funny dude. And I love you for that because you make it interesting. You make it fun. You're a great guy, a great golfer, and more important than anything, you are a great dad. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Shep Hyken. This has been Amazing Business Radio, and I'm reminding everybody every day to always be amazing. Be amazing. Thanks, Shep. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.